Hello and welcome to episode 139 of Aussie Tales. Welcome, Ben. Back to Bacchus, talk some murder tonight. Oh, sorry. I couldn't hear for... I'm having a little bit of trouble hearing. Mess with my phone. Hold on. Okay. And hopefully... All right. What's up? Can you hear me now? Yes. All right, perfect. So welcome to the podcast, Talks of Murder Tonight. As we have a background music of The Grinch Who Stole Christmas on Netflix in the background here. Okay, I have not seen it, but I'm familiar with the story. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen the animated one. You're watching the Jim Carrey one. so Oh, the best the best kind, yes, absolutely. Um, but You think it's better uh, than the animated one? That's yeah. a minority opinion. Um. I don't like that version at all. That's but, the yeah. kind of opinion having that would get you hanged as a witch in Salem a oh, while ago. Oh, that's a uh, transition into... Yeah, I was a little premature, but... Tonight, that's quite fine. So tonight, um, we have four murder or crime-related stories... Um, I myself have two serial killers, as usual, and you have one serial killer, and I think, and and the Salem witch trials, I believe. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. Well, it's really it's it's one of America's oldest serial killers, our justice system. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'll let you start with one of yours first, and I'll go. Then you go. Then I'll finish up with the big one. And then uh go from there all right all right i'll start off with uh do the the, the salem witch trials for the first right. one okay and i i really bit off more than i could chew with this <laughs> one but it's okay because i just looking around there's so much bullshit around about this topic that it's gonna be fine yeah absolutely i mean it 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 doesn't even matter and yeah. no one's gonna learn anything at all Exactly. That's, that's one of the lessons from the Salem witch trials. No one learns anything. There People you go. Maybe, maybe feel kind of bad when they realize how horrible they've been, but it, it doesn't matter. Exactly. So, where to begin? Uh, the beginning. Right. <laughs> yes, but where is the beginning is the question. True. True. Uh, if, it's, if you want to go with the all right, well, how about this for the beginning? Europe okay. is uh, kind of where the whole witch thing started just because that's where most of our American stuff started over there. And really, well, wait, how about how about this for the beginning? Tell me what you know yeah. about the Salem witch trials. I know. I just know that people said stuff and, and True. Hung, hung for it. That's about, that's about all I know. Well, about it. it was more like other people said stuff about people and then those yeah. people that had stuff said about them got mm-hmm. hung. Gotcha. Yeah. Hey, I know but, little girls. I, I know like kids got hung. Kids got hung too. I know that. Little girls got hung. Uh, I think little girls were accused and did do some time, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure if any uh, little people actually got hung. Oh, okay. Okay. But I'm not 100% sure about that. Yeah. I think so. But you you 
You're doing better than a lot of people, though, because you didn't say anyone that they burned witches at the stake. Oh. And that, and that would be inaccurate. They, they, inaccurate, yeah. Yeah, they got hung, or a few, or actually got hung is wrong. Were hanged. Were hanged. Correct way to say that. Or okay. a, few, a few people died in prison, and most of these people would be women, but there were a couple guys in there, too. Oh, wow. Yeah, one very special guy actually was pressed to death, which is Mm. a very unique method of, well, I guess it's not really supposed to be a method of execution. It's supposed to be a method of torture. We'll we'll get to that in a bit. But so the beginning, (laughs) Europe. Yeah. Is where the whole witch thing started. And people in America talk about the in fact I've, I've seen this phrase i don't know like just in the course of my research like 50 times one mm-hmm. of the darkest periods in american history mm-hmm. and it's really not yeah it's it's bad because uh, about 25 people were basically murdered but uh that's people seem to be underestimating just how dark american history is and my later part will be getting into one of the the many, many things that is a darker period in American history than the Salem witch trials. Oh, for sure. Like, the witch trials in Europe was like all of Europe, or spread out massively throughout Europe, and went on for, I don't know, over the course of about two centuries, Mm. and the body count is unknowable, but I don't know, maybe half a million people Maybe way less than that, maybe more. I don't know. A lot, though. A lot more than 25. So, yeah. So, comparing the Salem witch trials, it wasn't actually in just Salem. It was, you know, kind of the surrounding community, a couple towns, but Mm. the general vicinity. And uh, over the course of a little over a year is when all of this went down from the accusations to to when the whole thing kind of petered out. Mm. So really com- comparing the two would be like comparing like the Holocaust versus the couple of Jewish people that Al Sharpton mm. helped killed in uh, New York back in, I think the eighties. Yeah. So both, both things bad, but the right. scale is vastly, vastly different. Absolutely. But it was bad. So yeah, we got all got started with uh, some accusations, of course, and the accusations came from. And by the way, there's plenty, plenty of sources to choose from. As easy or as usual, I I chose to take it easy on myself and just kind of Wikipedia <laughs> now. Just it's yeah, pretty useful. Just is kind of a just a digest of commonly accepted uh, facts and opinions. So, oh, but I did not bother to keep my tabs in any kind of order. (laughs) Yeah, we're close. Okay. Any any docs? Do you watch any docs at all on this? Huh? Do you watch any documentaries on it at all? Any documentaries you've seen? Yeah, sure. Yeah, Yeah. did. And uh, yeah, plenty of those to choose from. They've even got a book here, Witchcraft at Salem. This is a paperback book that I got someplace by Chadwick Hansen. 
this is nice. it's yeah well it would it, it is nice it's uh, <laughs> nice. I, I would it'd be great if i had time to actually read all the books that i buy but i do right. it's came out in 1970 this is uh if anyone read it i'm sure it was a controversial book because this book is forwarding the theory that the uh witches at salem were in fact actual witches with powers and everything <laughs> yeah, so uh, i don't know probably a kind of kind of stupid book but i i still kind yeah. of wish i read it but i i believe commonly it's now pretty pretty common almost universal to believe that the people hanged as witches in salem were not actually witches and mm-hmm. most people even believe that witches are not actually a real thing yeah which is basically what i believe but but back to this timeline yeah january 20th uh, abigail williams and elizabeth paris began began acting all all bewitched like Mm -hmm. and this freaks out their families they want an explanation. They ask a doctor. Doctor, I'm gonna. If I if I forget to put caveats and uh, around any of these statements, just just pretend I did. So okay. allegedly or supposedly, the doctor is uh, maybe able to read but unable to write. So that's there's a, just a little look at uh, his his level of education. Yeah, and he can't figure out what's wrong with the afflicted girls. So. Mm-hmm. He goes with the witchcraft explanation, mm-hmm. which I don't know. That's not. I don't know how common it was. Yeah, it's not like I'm. I'm just glad the guy that guys that work on my car don't pull that crap. <laughs> exactly. Just admitting he's a crappy doctor. Yeah. But, well, it doesn't help that Abigail Williams and Elizabeth Harris uh, begin naming names, and the hmm. first three are well. They they name three names. One of them is uh, Tichuba, which is a, a slave. She's that, that kind of shocked me too. I, I just I hmm. I would have preferred to believe that all the the slavery was kind of you know contained down in the south, but not yeah. so much. This is in 1692, of course. So I guess way, way, way back. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, and Tichuba is the the slave in this household household, and she is when questioned, she confesses to slavery or excuse me, witchcraft, and yeah. and so forth. So this is one of the this is one of the earliest times you hear about well not. The earliest times I'd ever heard of uh, the the phenomenon of a false confession. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it really blew people's minds back then. I kind of yeah. that way. It's very counterintuitive to believe that someone would confess to doing a a, a bad thing that's going to get them in a lot of trouble if they didn't actually do it. And of course, it makes more sense if they're being tortured in some way. Yeah. Speaking of torture. Uh, there, the sandwich trials. That there were things that could be considered torture, but again, it's really nothing like the 
what they were doing in Europe, which would be the the pretty much where we get the idea of medieval torture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really bad, exactly. bad stuff. Much worse than, than like beheading. Like, like beheading. Well, no, that would actually that would be that torturous. Mm. That would uh, be pretty, pretty, pretty painless, or at least you know true. Quick. Yeah. And also, yeah, can't get a confession after that. True. Yeah. But she did give a confession, and uh, more names were named. Those people came in, and there's really zero presumption of innocence here. Mm-hmm. This, of course, they, they didn't have our current legal system. I, oh, thank I, God. I don't know. <laughs> well. <laughs> It might have helped in this case. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know exactly what they had. Obviously, it didn't work that well. The system could not withstand uh, the accusations of these little girls. Yeah. So it, that's where it starts. And, you know, I got my timeline and my list of uh, names and everything. But I'm not going to get into all that. Basically, the, the whole thing snowballs. It just gets... Yeah, it's bigger and bigger because uh, someone's someone's called in. They're assumed to be guilty. Uh, they can either they can say they're guilty or innocent, and they name more people, and those people have to name more people. Right. And all these people have uh, their own individual issues and people they don't like and their own motivations. And more more girls are coming in to to make accusations. Uh, they're all between, I think, the ages of six and nineteen. Mm-hmm. So, and let let me ask you this: What are they please. accusing these girls of? Like witchcraft, or were they like what are they? Yeah, saying? in general. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, when what do we mean by witchcraft? And also, what do uh, what are, what are these girls afflicted with exactly? What is right? What is it that, that set the set this all off and made the parents making inquiries and the the list of their symptoms uh, their behaviors it's really not much it's not really anything all that out of the ordinary yeah uh let's see hold on where's where's the list here uh, i have to, where's the other All right, so screw it. I'm not going to spend too much time just looking for this stuff. Uh, sure. Basically, like uh, the, the girls uh, yelling, uh, throwing things, acting up, uh, contortions, fits, and the, the the only description I saw was even that their their fits were worse than an epileptic fit. Mm-hmm. And that's basically all the things that the were supposedly signs that they've been bewitched or things that just really anyone could do if they felt like doing it for yeah. some reason. So, so basically nothing. Yeah. And this whole thing is uh, most of this plays out in courtrooms and I've actually, by the way, I've actually been to Salem. I went there for, for work mm. like 10 or 15 years ago. So I went to the, the Salem Museum and there you go. Uh, remembered very little of it but I, I do remember they had uh, 
they played they had actors or, or something maybe the dolls actors dolls whatever they played out, they played out the they read the court transcripts and mm. I just I was just struck but back then and just as much now just how, how stupid it all was that's the yeah. main thing it's not really one of the darkest periods of American history yeah but it, it's one of the most embarrassingly stupid right. It, it, at some point, spectral evidence is introduced. What does that sound like to you? Um, no idea what that means, actually. Fair spectral. enough. Spectral. Basically, well, when I think spectral, I think of like uh, ghosts. But oh, okay. Yeah, basically, it means uh, supernatural. It, yeah. So if some, if one of the the accusers uh, has a dream about someone being a witch. Yeah. Being a witch, that's evidence. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One of the other things. Yeah. <laughs> Rife for abuse there. Oh, yeah. One of the other afflict- things that girls were afflicted with is uh, they, they, they felt like uh, pins and needles on their skin or like so- felt like something was biting them. Mm. Whatever. More, yeah. more dumb stuff. All very subjective and very fakeable. Yeah. And they, and so, uh, what is a, uh, witchcraft is, would be a, a good question here since no one, no one, of course, really knew back then because it wasn't really much of a real thing. Right. But there's, but they all had lots of uh, opinions and thoughts about it, uh, and notions that they probably got again from trickled down from Europe. Mm-hmm. There's something involving witch cakes, which, which is, uh, and that involves baking a, a cake with with rye and uh, I think it was ash or something, and mm. yeah. urine. Oh God! Yeah, it's all. It, oh, kind of, it almost sounds like like a made up mm. thing. Like someone made it up as a joke. Yeah, being a little naughty. Something, uh-huh. you know, something dirty, and that the, the and one of the sad things is dogs were involved with this. This is part of like the, they thought maybe the dogs were witches' familiars, and the dogs had to eat the cakes and uh, blah blah blah, stupid shit. They killed yeah. two dogs at some point, and I'm not happy mm. about that either. Yeah, yeah. So witch cakes, witches' familiars. Uh, I don't. Let's see. I didn't read anything about it just now. I don't know if they had a big thing about big uh, meetings and orgies in the in the in the woods with the devil. That usually huh. plays into witch trials. That's yeah. probably the most believable thing. It's 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 quite seems yeah. quite plausible that people could uh, go out into the woods and get uh, get yeah. horny and all that. Right. But. But of course, there was just the spectral evidence. There's no actual evidence of of anything because, well, there really couldn't be. But, exactly. But roughly 25 people died total. There were trials, mm-hmm. and there was executions. Uh, not by not by burning. They were they were. Uh, let's see what uh, what is it? 14 women, five men. Really get the numbers exactly right. It's 
Yeah. Basically, 25 is about the right number of people. Okay. The, the number of people that were killed in this thing, one of which the, the unique one I talked about was uh, Giles Corey. He mm-hmm. was the husband of a woman who was executed, who was, if, if you were looking for kind of a, a voice of reason and probably would have been the one she made some pretty reasonable just purely logical statements like hey gang what you're doing is yeah I mean immediately she was accused of being a witch and that's that's kind of how it goes without any objections to what was going on that was A a male witch uh no, well this is uh, that this was uh his wife. Oh, okay. Was it Martha? Or... Martha? Uh it would be you know, it'd be good to honor these people's memories by oh. actually remembering their names, but uh, <laughs> we can keep all these all these names straight. Anyway. Right. It's hard. Yeah. Whatever her name was, she she exactly. seemed to be, you know, smarter than the other people in town, so she had yeah. to die. Oh, and okay. apparently his her husband actually was one of the people who either well didn't necessarily accuse her but said things at her trial that were not that helpful to her mm. and he maybe had some regrets about that so this yeah. guy and when he started expressing uh, some doubts he was uh, of course accused of being a witch and they they're not I thought the male witches were called warlocks no that's not that's not that's accurate not- not accurate, okay. Yeah. Mm. So he he was a bit of a crotchety guy, apparently. Mm. He was portrayed as old in one of the things I saw about him, and then not so much in other ones. But mm. this guy, he refused to enter a guilty or not guilty plea. Yeah. So that put, that put the... Uh, the prosecutors in, I guess, kind of a pickle because they couldn't go go forward without a plea. So what they do is they have him, they they lay him down and put a board over him, and then they put stones on the board, and then they put more stones on the board and more and more. And as you can imagine, that gets very uncomfortable after. Yeah. Well, I guess he was this this was going on for like two days. Mm. And yeah, he, in a way, he he kind of steals the show from from all these ladies being hanged. What a jerk! Yeah. Having the like pretty pretty awesome finish in a way. Yeah. His last words were more weight, meaning more stones. So basically, more stones. Yeah. Thing is basically just f- flipping a huge bird to to the yeah. their whole society and legal system, and. Yeah not totally clear why he went about it this way. I mean, he could have just, you know, pled not guilty, even though that's right. But he just kind of, he just apparently just kind of felt like saying, screw you to the whole thing. Yeah. And I don't know. He kind of went out like a champ. Uh, was a, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Place of fire. Yeah. Yeah. Probably, apparently he was in pretty, pretty rough shape with his tongue poking out and his eyes poking out. All of this oh. reported <laughs> all, of this, all of this part of the quite possibly bullshit 
yeah. historical. So a couple fundamental questions, I think, is uh, how did, how and why did this whole thing get started? And also, uh, how did this all end? And I'll start with yeah. how it Basically, how it ended. So there's this governor. I think his name is Epps. Uh, and he's kind of on board with everything from at, at the beginning. But yeah. uh, sometime around, around the time or after uh, the uh, Giles was was killed by being pressed to death, he, he comes around to check on things, think, see how the witch trials are going, and at some point, uh, one of these girls, I don't think I ever gave names, it's the first right. two names, uh, and however, I don't know how exactly it comes to pass, but his wife is accused of being a witch. Mm. And basically, that's basically the adult has shown up in town, and he's like, "All right, this is over." Yeah, yeah, this is bullshit. Right. It's such a it's such a stupid ending. Basically, an authority figure showed up, and yeah, he's, like, yeah. The wife was apparently not not going along with their program, so they accused her of being a witch, which is. <laughs> to move and yeah work and I, I was thinking like kind of an interesting alternate alternate history version of these events would be if that happened and the wife is accused of being a witch and the governor tries to defend his wife and they kill the governor yeah and then you got kind of a jonestown type situation oh yeah and salem and the salem area is like all right everyone outside of our little community here is a witch yeah and they all I guess kill themselves, right? For yeah. honor. I don't know. <laughs> it's all made up. Yeah. So basically, what? So they kind of just wound down the witch trial. There's a lot of people in jail. I, I think uh, upwards of 200 people total were accused. Mm-hmm. So that's and so that's a lot of people are in jail waiting, waiting to be tried or waiting to be executed. So yeah. the trials kind of peter out, and the now they, they they go through with them, but the people are found not guilty, and they're released from prison. And mm. the community is kind of bad. And, and here's what I find the most galling about this whole thing, because this whole thing is taking place in a legal setting, and there's there's pure justice whatsoever, not even right. a, a shadow of it, because. Pretty quickly realized that it was all it was all crap. They they just killed yeah. uh, about twenty five people, and yeah. so you'd think that the wheels would be turning in people's heads. And you know, I just envision a scene where for some reason they're all together realizing this, and then everyone's head slowly, slowly turns towards those little girls who are making the accusations. Mm-hmm. But I guess that never really happened. They, those girls mm. never have any kind of consequences. Huh. They just kind of fade into history and they went on to live their lives. I guess one of them at some point uh, in uh, 1706, I think, yeah. re- repented to her congregation 
They're like, yeah, I lied. It's all made up. And they're like, yeah, we know. Everyone knows. <laughs> oh, my God. This is crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. It, it was crazy. And that's that's actually – so getting back to – circling back to the beginning, uh, yeah. yeah, that is crazy. And that's one of the – that's people are pretty preoccupied with the, the, the whys and wherefores. And that's one of the, it's not really an explanation saying mass hysteria, in my opinion. It's like when, when people look, uh, try to explain serial killers like, or mass murderers, like they had mental health issues. It's like, yes, yeah. of course they had mental health issues. That doesn't explain right. really anything. Yeah. And yet, people were massively hysterical and all, but because, uh, because everyone's poor and miserable and religion people have a hard time handling that sometimes and and all the usual life stuff but what's yeah. the reason why this all kicked off and one of the popular explanations is uh, something called uh is it ergot i want to call it ergo but that's not mm. the ergot mm. and ergot is this thing that <clears throat> can sometimes grow in that uh, they were eating back then and this is a very popular explanation or at least it usually comes up as a potential potential cause of all this and apparently the ergot it has a similar effect to LSD or acid mm, Okay, and this is a really stupid explanation though because it basically it relies on kind of like a, a reefer madness type understanding of drugs that basically drugs are magic and, and mm. stuff. Yeah. It really doesn't uh, explain that much. I mean, it, it explains someone acting oddly, but it doesn't yeah. explain someone accusing someone else of being a witch and then maintaining this for uh, over a year. Basically what, what would happen if, if some girls got a, a dose of the, the ergot, then, you know, their parents would find them staring at the rug for, like, all day long. Mm. Oh, you ever notice how weird and runny and swirly and ugly <laughs> the rug is? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty it. Yeah. So that doesn't explain anything. My my personal pet theory, which is apparently not a good one, because I did I did one of the books I read specifically stated that uh, Tichiba was definitely not responsible for like actually how this was proved or or whatever. But I yeah. asked that as an explanation, even if it's false. So I mentioned so I mentioned her earlier she was a. Uh, a slave. She was yep. from Barbados. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I don't know too much about the, the the slave trade in this this era. I don't really yeah. want more. However, she came to be from Barbados to Massachusetts. I'm guessing it was not her idea. Yeah, not something I was really happy about. She was married to a, an, an Indian man. I think his name was actually John Indian. Hmm. Yeah, well, namings. Right. Yeah. He probably had a cooler name at some point. <laughs> like John yeah. Doe? 
Well, well, in that's that might be better than John Indian. Yeah, I don't know. A cool Indian name, you know. But anyway, so she is the. I, I'm assuming she's working in the house with these girls. So my my my, my pet theory was that basically Chichiba was sort of behind the whole thing. Mm. She was sort of the mastermind. Yeah. Reasoning being, she she was kind of she was right there at the beginning, and pretty much in the middle of it, really instrumental in setting the whole thing off. And she also she she survived in the end. She got mm. uh, she got cut loose with the rest after uh, Governor Phipps uh, <laughs> declared an end to it all. So right. my was, my reasoning was she, she's there and she's a slave and. She can't freaking stand uh, the people that she's uh let's see for society. I just imagine her being like, you you know what? Screw these people, screw their society, screw their stupid kids, screw their justice system. <laughs> she did. She came up with something that would basically kind of bring it all down. I mean. Not really, but st- they would really screw things up for a lot of people that she probably kind of hated. Yeah. She had access to these kids. She's mm-hmm. working. Uh, uh, she's all kinds of ideas in their heads. Because yeah. I'm, I'm assuming she's with them for like, you know, hours, hours a day, free from the, the parents being around. And she's got, she's from, I don't know what kind of uh, stuff she remembers from Barbados. Yeah. You know, she could just make stuff up if she wants to. True. The idea is she implants these ideas into the kids and they, they roll with it. They start making accusations. They accuse her. And then, and by the way, she's the first one to actually confess. Oh, right out of the gate. And this is, uh, Quite possibly under some serious duress, mm-hmm. but she she cops to like a, a whole bunch of basically silly witch stuff with the familiars and the cakes and, and what yeah. have you. Probably take things off to another level. It's like it's one thing to have these girls make the accusations, but the confession that makes it in their minds real because they don't know what a they don't know what a false confession is. True. And you, Fairly recently, the the idea of uh, someone of a false confession was just alien to some to a lot of people. Right. So yeah, she really personally apparently that's totally false. She was just a a, a victim like many others. But I like that theory. I just you know yeah. she's a, a bit smarter than the other the other people around her, and it has a, a certain logic to it. It's story exactly yeah probably not the case though so <laughs> uh, so the question is what what is the you know actual explanation and yeah. i i don't know i feel like my, my best guess is in that i feel like this is the most cynical explanation and therefore to me that makes it seem like it might the best chance of it being true is that the, these uh, kids started with uh, just 
two or three of them, and then, you know, more kind of joined in. But they were basically just kind of bored and just saying whatever. Yeah. I, that that sounds a little wacky, but I I I would do that sometimes. Yeah. Say stuff just to see what kind of reaction it gets. Exactly. And, yeah. you know, sometimes the results are bad and sometimes they're quite funny. Exactly, yeah. And this is a, you know, this is a, a time before PlayStation. What the hell else are kids going to do? <laughs> yeah. And like I said, the symptoms is basically just kids acting like bratty kids. Yeah. You know, acting out kind of in an extreme way. So they, they, they get a big reaction and they just kind of roll with it. And yeah. the thing snowballs insanely out of, out of proportion. And, you know, you think after the first person was killed, they, they might have, uh, I don't know, come clean. But the thing is, the more serious it gets, the bigger the snowball gets, mm-hmm. the more trouble they're going to get into if they fess up. Though it turns out they, they didn't really have to worry about that. Nothing was going to happen to them. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, besides uh, society at large, I I, I do feel like the, the, those girls are basically the, the real villains in this whole piece, and it irks me that you know, I don't I don't know what really could happen to him. Yeah. You, could you hang someone for for a false accusation? Definitely can't if they're kids, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing sucks. Yeah. And uh, you know what else probably sucks? Hmm. Arthur Miller's The Crucible, which is the most famous fictional work based on this whole thing. And I'm never going to read it. Thank God they didn't make me in high school or anything like that. I had to in high school, yeah. Oh, is it? it, Well, what did you think of it? Uh, I don't know. It was kind of wacky. I don't know. Well, yeah, well, I didn't picture it as being wacky, but I pictured it as being boring and romantic and... Right. It was, it was out, it it was out there, I'll just say that. It was, yeah. Does it have, like, magic and stuff in it? Yeah. It does? Yeah. Actually, Actually, I forget, I actually forget a lot of stuff in high school, you know. Fair long, enough. It's been a long time. I forgot. So maybe there is, maybe there isn't. Who knows? You know? Because I, I wouldn't think there would be. Because it's, I assume Arthur Miller's, because basically the whole thing is supposed to be uh, a big metaphor for, for McCarthyism. Oh, right. Which is, which is being the communist. And you know what? That is a really shitty metaphor. Yeah. If the premise is that, uh, is that it's like McCarthy. Basically, the idea is that witches aren't real and they were being falsely accused. But right. communists are actually pretty, pretty real. So it doesn't really work at all. Yeah. Or it works a little bit because yep. people were being communist or whatever. But basically, it just sounded like a whole bunch of crap. Mm-hmm. But uh, so people talk about the Salem witch trials a lot and it probably make them seem more historically significant than they actually are but yeah there are definite echoes throughout right up until really present day like 
meaning like last month, I think. Yeah. Then the, there was a satanic panic, hmm. very similar elements. And then uh, West Memphis three trials a little while after that, they like kind of just ran, ran right into each other. Mm-hmm. And then some current events today. That, uh, I know you're trying to kind of keep things not political on your podcast here. Sure. So I won't even, I won't, I won't get into the, the really current stuff. Sure. But the important thing to remember is that uh, no one really learns anything. <laughs> That's the main story. Well, yeah. And the ultimate root cause of it all is just people just act like dicks Morons. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And then other people are too stupid to realize that they're just obviously being lied to. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have a digital camera back then for some reason, hmm. so I don't have any of it. Yeah, they've got the, a lot of uh, witch stuff there, you know, and the, the the pointy hats and the brooms and all. Yeah, kind of questionable taste. Oh, but I I would like to go back to to Lovecraft Country sometime. And oh yeah, uh, yeah, I meant to. Yeah, I'm gonna try to tie this into dreams, dreams in the the witch house, the Lovecraft story. I couldn't really think of a good way to do it, so I just mentioned it. Just there, now. there you go. There you go. And, uh, now, obviously, I'm leaving a bunch of stuff out, and sure. that's the best. Did, did you have any questions? Um, no, it's pretty self-explanatory. There, you know, <clears throat> these girls yeah. are accusing people of being witches, and they go, they have to name people, or they'll die, or blah blah blah, and then it goes around and around and around until. The governor says no, go stop it, and then the end. Yeah, yeah. He's like, uh, wait, you said my wife? Yeah, my, my wife. You're like, huh. it's one thing if you're gonna accuse, uh, you know, the poor beggar lady or the woman who kind of maybe has some mental issues and no one really likes. But my wife? Yeah. Shut it down. Shut this down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, pretty much. Yep. All right. I'm ready for a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. So just to let you know, um, if it reaches two hours, I have to stop it and call you call you back just in case it does hit two hour mark. Just to let you know. Fair enough. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's not have the thing where it cuts out and cuts off a bunch of stuff. Let's yeah. Not so do that again. Yeah. So right now we're. we're at 43 almost right now so just want to let you know all right um so okay this one person um you told me about because i told you i watched i was gonna watch halloween with matt and a couple people last weekend and you said that this guy reminds you of him in some ways um of michael myers yeah yeah michael myers um i haven't seen the first Halloween movie before i saw the one from last weekend so i'm not really sure his tendencies, but I know what he did in that movie was pretty scary stuff. But um, this guy is named Adam Leroy Lane, the highway the highway killer. And um, I watched this documentary, um, forty eight hour documentary, um, on this Friday. I think it was Friday or Saturday. I'm not. Yeah, Friday night. Um, and um, it was very interesting because it went out of order, but it was actually probably a good thing to do out of order. It's like you said the whole story. 
but uh basically um yeah so here we go um so yeah, I really like that. go ahead what's that yeah i really like that that i, I saw the same one the, yeah. the 48 yeah, i thought they did it i was it was a great job it was well done but um, he was a long-haul trucker running routes from North Carolina to New Hampshire. So a little stretch, stretch there. Um, and he was a blue-collar guy who lived in Pennsylvania. And many, many claim he had a long history of violence and personality that mirrored Reckless Abandoned. Hmm. Yeah, so, um, you know, we're just... We're in that wheelhouse there, or uh, maybe a country killer down the road, possibly. And he had a reputation of being a misogynist pig that sp- spiraled into hatred for women. And he was married for six years to a gal, but then mm. divorced before any criminal activity. And hmm. this was actually my own. This was this wasn't actually in the document. This is actually what I learned on Wikipedia, and worked other stuff I, I, I learned from I, I right. for articles and stuff. So I want to set up the background before the whole stuff, you know, the, oh, the right. goes down. Here's now, story. yeah. Now his ex-wife, his 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 ex-wife accounts multiple physical abuse, verbal abuse, but no arrest. So there was. Oh, all right. No, no legal record. Yeah, no arrests were made. So he wasn't on the radar, but, um, but he was known to talk shop at these truck stops in, and order two hot dogs and all the fixings. And he would just talk about, you know, trucking and all that stuff, good old trucking and all that. And he had a wife and three daughters. Uh, So he got that. He has three kids, three daughters. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Um, now, this is where it all begins now, basically, on documentary now. Um, so that's all I found on him, background-wise. Nothing else was up. Actually, uh, nothing was able to look up, so I had that information there to look up. But um, the police search his truck, um, and they find tons of knives, a DVD player. Actually, it's actually an order. It's like the one out of order. I'm sorry. So, um so basically something in between yeah these are out of order unfortunately um a couple of things are out of order but that's okay uh so basically i'll be this in order what i have here anyways uh police search his truck find tons of knives a dvd player with a dvd in it called hunting humans it was about a serial killer with no motive and with, with no motive and he also um had a choke wire within the van as well to choke his victims what? and all that. A choke wire. Oh, a ga- garret or garrote? Well, they just called it a choke wire. I'm not sure what, what, what it was called or like what it made up, but it was to choke his victim, to choke his, uh, you know, murder victims, I guess, is, is what that's for. Just a good wire for choking, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I do want to say this. I, yeah, so here's what I, I missed here. So, um, so this guy, Adam, Adam, he went into a, a Boston or a Massachusetts home when, when the family was actually awake and he went into this, this teenager's, teenager's, uh, teenager's room to kill her. But then 
the father goes in there and the mom is in there um, and they're like fighting him off and finally get him on the ground and stuff. And it's an incredible story, but finally the police come and all that. And the, and she survives the whole thing to, to, to tell about it. But um, before that, uh, getting to the McDonough house, that's who the residents were at the, at that place where he fought this family, including teenagers, teenager Shay, Shay McDonough. He tried breaking into three to five homes before that, before getting get to, to, to their home. So he failed five times before he got to their house. That really? Night. Yeah. He's just going, he went, he went to five different, five different houses that night and failed to get in. Yeah. He's a big guy. How the hell is he not getting noticed? I have no idea, but they got. You should, got... should say how big he is. What's that? You should say how big he is. Oh, six yeah. five. Yes, yeah, yeah, six. Yeah, he was big. Yeah, he he's pretty big, but uh, let's see here. Um, we got. Oh yeah, so the first victim was Darlene Ewalt of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Oh, sorry about that. Call dropped there. Um, but um, as, as I was saying, though, the uh, first victim was Darlene Ewalt of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. She was stabbed and killed in July 13th, 2007, as she was on her back porch on the phone with what family was inside. Um, police were putting this murder on the husband. What's that? He's very sad in the in oh. the documentary. That's oh, a broken he, man. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And uh, the police were putting this murder on the husband because that's what they always target. They don't have anybody else in mind. Always the husband yeah. or boyfriend or whatever, you know. Yeah, I mean that's who they're supposed to look at first, but it doesn't. Right. It's not necessarily who you have to look at last, which is not what they didn't seem to understand that. Exactly, and the the judge held Lane, who at the highway killer, with no bail for the attack on Shay, as he was threat to the community. Obviously, which is actually a smart thing to do. I think that's uh, fair. Yes, very fair. And Jeff Noble, an investigator in New Jersey, calls the Pennsylvania police to see um, if this man might be linked to murder he was looking into. And so on July 17th of 07, a woman named Patricia Brooks was stabbed up in Pennsylvania, but she survived. And on July 29th, 20 days later, uh, Monica Massaro was stabbed and killed the day before he commuted to his final crime. Uh, commu- commu- sorry, commu- committed his final crime. Sorry. Um, so Pennsylvania police and New Jersey, New, Jersey, New Jersey police speak, and the PA police tell New Jersey police that they find a receipt that places him in Bloomsburg, New Jersey the same town as Monica was killed and, and they ask what date they say July 29th and then they said we're coming to Massachusetts oh, sorry yeah Massachusetts that's where the, uh, he's at right now in jail um, now 
the New, Jer- New Jer- Jersey police were lucky. They beat the trash guys to a dumpster where it was scheduled to be dumped that same day. And Adam's belongings were were found, all his clothes, and brought it back to the lab. And Adam Lane confesses in, to New Jersey investigators to murder of Monica Massaro. And then police call the McDonough family and tell them that Adam killed someone on the night before the attack was on their daughter. And the lab results come back and show that, Mon- that Monica Massaro and Darlene Ewalt DNA were on the knives linking Adam to those two murders. So Darlene's husband was cleared as a suspect and the DA apologized to him. So if I'm the husband of the, guy, of the woman who got murdered, I'd be suing the crap out of them for wrongly rushing me and all this stuff. Was he, uh, was he in jail? I don't know. Did he ever go to, he didn't go to trial though, did he? He, he didn't go to trial, but he was arrested and went, he came down to police and they charged him with, charged him with it. But yeah, but never got to that point though. No, but I was still file like a wrongful, a wrongful arrest or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think, I don't think we can sue for that. Okay. You'd actually have to get convicted and do some time before he gets for any kind of cash. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, uh, Yeah, he's getting some kind of help. Yeah. He was stabbed. I mean, I I, I love this documentary because, yeah, it's a really hit. Like, yeah. Well, A, I just like the family, the the whole story there. So, so different than the stories I'm usually getting on the subject, and, and then much like the stories I'm usually getting on the subject, the, the very sad <laughs> surviving, falsely accused. Exactly. Good yep. stuff. Very dramatic. Exactly. Probably. Yeah. Doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. And he had no motive. It was for the sport of it and he was sentenced to 25 to 30 years in prison for the attack on Shane McDonough mm-hmm. Massachusetts the one who survived then, yep the one that survived and then in New Jersey was sentenced 50 years for the murder of Monica Massaro and then Pennsylvania he pleaded guilty to avoid the death penalty he was sentenced to 20 10, 10, 20 years, 10 to 20 years for attempted murder of the woman in New York County, Pennsylvania, that survived. Mm-hmm. And finally, was sentenced to life in prison for the murder of Darlene Ewald and is serving his sentence in Pennsylvania as we speak. So he's still alive 11 years later. Yeah, how old is he now? He's 30 uh, like something in the picture. I, li- I like the fact that the mugshot, he's still got. Oh, blood yeah. On him. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, because yeah, that was pretty crazy. Um, Yeah, let's see here. Uh, He is fifty-four, actually. And this this went down when twenty-seven? No, twenty two thousand eight. Two thousand eight when he got when he got booked. Two thousand eight. So ten years ago. 
So he killed uh, – how many did he kill total? Six. Man. Six? Was it six? Okay. Yeah. I think he skipped yeah. over a few. Yeah. And since he's a trucker, which is, you know, one of the best possible serial killer jobs, it's really – and right. he, he confessed to those, but he hasn't really done a lot of talking, really, no. has he? No. And let's see. I'm trying to remember. So he said something – it sounded something kind of dumb. The first thing uh, that he that uh, well, pretty much the only thing I know that he that he said is that after when he gets caught in his 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 last attack, uh, attacking daughter and his family. Right. What did he say? He said I was only gonna something steal some money or something. Steal I need some money or so, steal some money. Yeah, that's what, that's what he said. I don't believe you. you got to say something. Don't want to have a weird, awkward silence. Right. But, uh, I, yeah, I really like this, the, the family a lot. And the I fact that they all lived. So, yeah. yeah, that was the best part of the story, as I was saying. So, he, he what, did he come in through the window? The door was unlocked. The door was unlocked? Yeah. Really? Yeah. He, are you sure you're not getting uh, getting mixed up with the uh, Ramirez? Because that was who you you were gonna do. I know you read. No, I no, I watched it like Friday night, and it was very clear to me. And they said door was unlocked. Hmm. Yeah. And he's just trying it. doors. The first first four or five were locked, and then yeah. well, there's a there's a lesson there for people. But anyway, so doors. doors unlocked. He goes upstairs into the 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 hot daughter's room. Yeah. And. She's asleep, and he yeah. gets on her bed and commences uh, what I'm sure is uh, what was supposed to be a terrible assault, many of various kinds. Yeah. Despite the fact that he said he just wanted to, whatever it was he said, get some money. So daughter, daughter screams. Yeah. Wakes up the parents. Yep. Parents come into the room, and parents are normal-sized people. This guy's Huge. just shy, giant, and uh, he's got a he's got a knife. Was it is it a special kind of knife? Is it a butcher knife? Butcher Some knife, kind of... I think it was. Yeah. So, toward throat. Oh yes. So most most badass part got to be uh, uh, either. Either he's he didn't no he didn't stab her, no. but he, he, he knifes the mom mom like gets a knife to the hand and she's like and she like grabs it, yeah, and holds on to it, and I don't know it's just amazing. I hope she doesn't have nerve damage. Exactly, the but best part of that story that I didn't tell was like the dad told the daughter or the wife, not sure who told her, but get my gun, even though he. Mm-hmm. Not, did not have a gun, but he wanted to to just you know get that have have that back of his oh. mind of Adam Ray's, you know. Well, that, but that's uh, that is a smart move. It's you, very smart. smart actually, having a gun. Yeah. If, if you but, have one, yeah. Luckily, they had luckily they had Super Mom who can just kind of well. catch a catch a blade in her hand like a freaking ninja. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Well, really, and, it was probably 
probably did horrible damage to your hand, but true. Still, still survived it. More impressive, in my opinion. And what's even better is the story is that the family are now friends with the victims' families. Like they are close now, and they, you know, it's pretty awesome. They all came together in this one moment, you know. I, I, I do support people supporting and being friends still i feel like that's i don't it's i don't hard. Feel it's, it's hard that. though yeah i mean it's i think you know a nice you know a letter now and then yeah something like that because uh the guy i think the guy who was falsely accused i think he had a daughter yeah and they kind of became estranged because police were telling the daughter that Oh, Daddy right. killed mom, and yep. they patch things up, and hopefully, I, I don't know. Exactly. Well, that it, is it gets better. Absolutely. Let's come up. We want move on to your your last um, subject here. All right. Well, hey, yeah. How are we doing for time? Well, our call drop. We're in good shape. <laughs> okay. All right. That's handy. Yeah. All right. So my next subject is, as I alluded to earlier, this is one of the the actual, one of the darkest or darker, at least, chapters in American history. Yeah. And one that I didn't know, or, well, really still don't know all that much about, but it's uh, the 1840s and something called the Mexican-American War. Hmm. This is... Basically, this is a, a story about the the Wild West and one of the just baddest guys in it. And lately, or in modern times, there's been uh, some kind of revisionism. People trying to say, well, you know, the Wild West, you know, that's a misnomer. It wasn't actually that wild. It wasn't that bad. Right. And usually they're back. They back this up with some some kind of statistics, and it, it's stupid. Those people suck. <laughs> For one thing, they didn't keep super great records back then about who all was coming and going and how many people were. Basically, in, in that era, there was there were areas where there basically wasn't any any kind of real law. Yeah. And For one thing, a lot of it was uh, unsettled. I mean, it was kind of settled by the the aboriginals, the the natives, but there was no no big system of governance, no no policing, and I I seem I don't seem to have a a, a timeline handy here, but sure, this is a, a lot of the the areas were not Washington didn't exist for one thing, yeah, I think. But anyway, yeah, so it's wild. And Mexico and America have just had a war. And there's this guy named John Joel Glanton who was born in Tennessee. All right, we do have to pause for just a second. I got faster on the stupid laptop. I got to fix it. All right. Well, I'm gonna while I while I do this crap, I'll say how I actually got into 
found out about this uh, story and became interested in, interested in it. John Joel Glanton is uh, one of the primary characters in a book called Blood Meridian by Cormac mm-hmm. McCarthy. Yeah. And that's the guy who wrote uh, The Road, which was an, an Oprah book club <laughs> selection a few years ago, I think. Good, yeah. for, good on her for that. Probably exposed a lot of people who were to Cormac McCarthy who were really not ready for it. But yeah, still, good book. And he wrote No Country for Old Men. You seen oh, that? I have not, but I've heard of it. Okay. Well, he wrote those. And uh, what's Blood Meridian is uh, widely considered to be his masterpiece. And it's a, a Western. Some people say it's a an anti-western and that it demythologizes the 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 wild west or the old west and that is stupid because it's one of the most mythical or mythological books that i've ever read Uh, it's just it's a different mythology than say the the john wayne type sort of the the uh, reverse negative image of it but it is great and it's very dark, very gory. Mm, the <laughs> lyrical too. The books, the books. Well, definitely one of the best best books ever written. There you go. And the books about uh, the kid who is just a kid. We don't no no real insights into his in, internal life, but he joins up with. He's kind of a drifter, and. He goes down to Mexico with a group of filibusters, and those are these guys are going down to Mexico to basically try to restart the Mexican-American War, and mm. they're killed by Comanches, all of them except for the <laughs> in one of no, it's not even the first and one of the the big massacres that occurs in the in the book, and the book pretty much just goes from from massacre to massacre. And it's a, a story wow. pretty much just about, well, you know, in Westerns, there's there's gangs of bad guys. And right. there's some some good townsfolk or, or lawmen or cowboys or whatever. Basically, Blood yep. Meridian is a story that's just the bad guys. There's no good guys whatsoever. Oh, okay. Just all bad guys. Yeah. Okay. And there's also uh, the Native Americans who are called Aboriginals, which basically just mm-hmm. that basically just means the people who were there originally, and yeah. that they're also bad. Mm. Oh gosh! Hey, something new here. And okay, uh, uh, not like every single one there's peaceful nice people that appear in the book but you know you know ever so briefly I yeah i new here i got a video mm. find it it's it's pertinent what we're doing here okay and while i search for that i'll continue talking okay so after uh 
witnessing or being part of this massacre in Mexico, the kid joins up with John Joel Glanton and his gang. And what their deal is, is the Mexican government was having a a real problem with Apaches uh, raiding and killing, stealing, raping, etc. Yeah. Real problem with that. And so what they did is they hired people to basically just murder Apaches. Mm. And that is what John Joel Glanton and his gang were doing down there. Yeah. And this the this plan was pretty short sighted on the, the part of the Mexican government. Yeah. What they were doing was they were paying they were paying money for scalps. Is that how for scouts. Yeah. Scalps. Oh, Oh, gotcha. The hair. Yep. And it's, uh, and Glanton and his gang were pretty good at collecting them, I guess, because at some point they kind of started running out of scalps. So can you guess, can you guess what they did next? What happened next? Uh, no. Well, they started being a lot less particular about what kind of scalps they took. Oh, right. So well, that makes sense. Yes. Uh, yeah, it sucked for a lot of people. Yeah. So uh, eventually, they start uh, turning in the scalps of uh, Mexicans. Before that, they were hunting down peaceful Indian tribes. Meeting. So they uh, got kicked out of Mexico. <laughs> well, they were chased out of Mexico. There's a bounty on bounty on the guy's head. And oh yeah. So they flee up north to uh, what was it? New Mexico or Arizona? Where's the U.S.? I think that's New Mexico. Okay. So they New Mexico and they're just an outlaw gang at this point, they commandeer a, a ferry, ferry that goes over a river, and they charge people to get across the river, and if they feel like it, they then just uh, rob these people. Yeah. Ah, oh, boy, this actually didn't really sound sound so bad compared to the the, <laughs> and the scalping. Yeah. Well, you know what? We're just gonna forget about the video clip. It was okay. From, uh, it was. It was. It's a shame though, because it was really good. It was really. It was really on point. It was from Arsenic Lace, which is a movie that's actually mm. Halloween. And uh, yeah, the gist of it is this guy saying insanity runs in his family, and the example he gives is, well, you know how uh, when the settlers came to America, they they were scalped by Indians. Well, my ancestor actually. Uh, scalp, scalp the Indians was the example. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it would have been great. Cary Grant is in it. He's, he's very funny. Ooh, anyway, there you go. At some point, Glanton and his gang piss off the the Yuma tribe, who were they were. I think they were actually running, or maybe had their own ferry. Anyway, 
piss them off and <laughs> they're they're massacred by the humans. And I'm describing the book at this point, but it turns out the historical record as far as uh, the the Yumas go and how the gang gang came to an end, that that yep. part actually did happen. Oh, okay. I thought it was all made up by McCarthy, and because it's it, basically it's supposed to be loosely based on the account given by uh, what's his name, some guy who claims that he no this guy is considered or known to be a a liar and an exaggerator. But he claims that he rode with the Glanton gang and he was one of the like, survivors of this Yuma attack. Yeah. But there are, there are kernels of, of truth in the whole thing. This is a, a real person who actually lived. And despite the fact that this, there's no picture of him available, sadly. Yeah. Nor is there likely to be a movie version of him because it's... A, Probably an unfilmable book, or maybe should yeah. be unfilmable. Exactly. Hmm. Well, just by way of contrast, uh, yeah. As I said, one of the the greatest greatest books ever written, and uh, masterfully told story. By contrast. I, I do feel like I've found the worst possible way to tell the story. I've been looking for that damn video <laughs> clip the whole time. I'm babbling over uh, uh, yeah. the, this narrative. And uh, you know what? It is a shame because it's one of the most, it's so, so, so horrific. I got the book right here. I should just like, just read a random passage from it. It would be better than. You should. Babbling. All right. I'll read one non-random passage from it. Just because it's okay. really the only part in the book that uh, gives you a, a kind of a, a look into John Joel Glanton's internal world. Mm-hmm. This is towards the end of the book. But before I read that, I will, I'll give a little bit of what's supposed to be the actual background. Of, uh, okay. Not, there's not too much. This. There's not, there's not a whole lot there, but yeah. Here's what I do got. He was born in Tennessee. Damn it, did I really? Oh, man. I had the, the page. Oh. oh, there we go. I got, I got two computer screens going here. And oh, okay. I got the wrong one. So, <laughs> all right. Early set, uh, Mexican Texas. And yeah, I'm just using the Wikipedia. And why not? Yeah. Uh, he was a soldier in the Mexican-American War. Uh, caused some problems there. He was married to, I believe, is that a Mexican woman? Well, so the mythology in this part, in, in some accounts, like his first wife, or he was engaged to be married, and his wife was uh, carried away by Native Americans and uh, mm. horrible things, horrible things scalping that's yeah completely made up but it is indicative of the kind of you know bullshit legends people made up about uh, characters from the wild west which is kind of the reason why people now feel the need they want to demythologize things and it is unfortunate yeah so much especially and that's uh americans are terrific exaggerators so it's, just, it's gonna happen yeah 
but is it best possible version of the story which is version absolutely yes so uh (laughs) he was in the mexican-american war in uh let's see in 1847 he maybe got trouble for possibly Mm. in the city of magdalena possibly killing Gotcha. Yeah, it seemed like you know it's so chaotic <laughs> in the area in that time. It it's amazing that you know that would even be noteworthy for people. But yeah, but he departs the army, and possibly he you know, filibuster like the in the cost. By the summer of '59, Glanton's got his own gang of uh, maybe 19 or so guys, and yep. down in, they're operating down in Mexico, collecting their scalps and stuff. And that's basically uh, there's there's probably a little bit more, but that's basically it. There's not a whole lot known about the guy. Yeah, it's hard to. It's that stuff from those old guys. That unfortunately, it's hard to get back to background stuff on those guys. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. unless they were, uh, I don't know, the president or something. <laughs> so this is all right. So here's the part from the book. This is near the end of the story. Uh, things are winding down. They've lost their contract in Mexico for for scalps. So pretty much just running out of options. And <clears throat> and they're at a camp. All right. Mm, okay. That night, going into the embers of the fire, much changed. So many oh, for sure. Defected or dead. The stars mm. all slain. He walked wow. the fire, and if he saw portents there, it was much to him. He would live to look on the western sea, and he's and he was whatever might follow, for he was complete every hour. Whether it should run concomitant with men and nations, whether it should cease, he'd long for sworn all weighing of consequences that men's destinies are given to contain within him all that he would ever be in the world and all the world would ever be to him and be as charged as the stone itself he claimed agency and said so, and he'd derive the remorseless sun onto its final endarkment as if he'd ordered it all ages since, before there were paths anywhere, before there were men or sons to go upon them. Mm, that's deep. It is. It's super deep. The whole book's like that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, apart from the fact that he's, well, he's more of a mass murderer than a serial killer, but... yeah. I don't know. He he probably did have cooling off periods between his mass murderers, so that would kind of make him a serial killer too. I don't know. Let's not yeah. hung up on semantics now. Exactly. Exactly. But I do think uh, just the kind of uh, mindset that's being described there. Uh, probably, probably some of the serial killers we uh, we we talk about pre- have something similar going on. Yeah. Where they yeah they've just decided making their own destiny and they living 
well, they are living outside of uh, society's rules and laws, and you know they, they feel rather godlike. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. all right, well, that'll be it for John Joel Glanton. <laughs> there you go. Let's see. Mysterious fella. He's got a. Oh wait, I should. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, I, well, you know what? I really wanted to read uh, just sure. the, the passage that describes his death. Okay, sure. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to just because it has okay. a, uh, a popular ethnic slur in it. And oh no. Yeah, I just I'll, I'll skip it. But it's there in the book for anyone. There who, you go. For anyone who wants to see, what's the name of the book, name of the book again? Name of the book? Blood Meridian or oh, oh, that's right. West. Absolutely. After hold on, my knee's almost over here. Okay. Okay, in Russia. I think that the Grinch will will bring back his miss to everyone in Whoville. That's my thought on that. But bring back what? What's he bringing back? Christmas to Who- Christmas to Whoville. They don't even need it. Though. They're they're all singing and merry without. Pre- oh, they- exactly. They should throw the presents right back in his face. Yeah, but you know, they're too nice. The people in the Whoville right now, they're too nice. Absolutely. All right. One moment here. Who's what, creepy? What's that? I f- what's that? I find non-animated who's creepy. <laughs> I mean, I guess I can kind of accept Jim Carrey in his, in his Grinch makeup, but the who's just uh, yeah, yeah. It's kind of, what are they look like? like elves? They're they're like little elf people. Yeah. Yeah, but anyways, that yeah, it's almost over. But um, I picked a pretty good one. Um, so I feel months like, ago, I feel like you. Um, I feel like this one has kind of a Christmas theme too. A Christmas theme, cheery and bright. Uh, well, yeah. it's just, I'm just saying that because it's the Soviet Union, and I assume it's just kind of cold in winter all the time. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, I guess it was cold back in those days. Well, in Russia, I guess. Oh. Yeah, but um, months ago, I talked about Russia serial killer Alexander Pachuchkin, the chessboard killer. He was compared to this guy. He was he was amateur. Very. My, he was very amateur in his ways, but this guy is like the OG. Like he's like the guy, so not the guy you want to aspire to. But if you want to kill, I guess that's who you want to aspire to. And he did chessboard killer. He was he was trying to top uh, this fella, and he yeah, I think well, he failed. He failed. Yes, he sure did. But this guy. His uh, name is Andre 
Chikatilo. Chikatilo. A K. A K. Yeah. A K. A. The butcher of Rostov. 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 <laughs> but the year I was born, in the same month I was born, October of eighty-two, Rostov, Russia. A search is on for a serial killer. Key music. Blah 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 blah. Then <laughs> four months earlier. Um, a 13-year-old girl's body was found, multiple stab wounds, eyes gouged out. Um, and it turns out that two more bodies were found, all in the same condition and sexually assaulted. And all the bodies were found in the woods by train tracks. At first, police thought... This was like the work of a satanic, a satanic cult, or they a what? group of. What's that? Oh, that's just uh, amazing. Yeah, that's like that seems like something that they would assume in maybe Middle America, not in atheistic yeah. <laughs> Soviet Union. Uh, Communist. Yeah, I mean that seems like quite a stretch. But yeah, but that's what probably just I I can't help but you know picture them just utterly soaked in vodka and just not really caring much. And being... <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, or they thought it might be a group of harvest of harvesting a people group of bo- group that will harvest organs for transplants. Like it, okay. Yeah, that's theory. I and understand. Y- yeah, and also other off the head was also a group of a boys of a boy like a boys gang, but all three were disproven very shortly after. Um, and even with testing, back in that day, the body count rises to twenty four by nineteen eighty four. So two years goes by, twenty four bodies have been found, all in the same condition. Of, uh, of now the condition of eyelessness. Eyelessness, sexual assaulted, multiple stab, stab wounds. Yeah. And, and even. what's that? Even that I think is understating just the just the absolute bloody physical viciousness of mm-hmm. attacks are just uh, really it's like on another level even from like beyond like Bundy levels. Oh yeah. It's truly incredible. Sure is. Now, the victims were, they had a, had a wide range of victims. Um, he had, there were young girls and boys and young women, women young woman with um, cut abdomen, admin, oh, cut abdomens for the boys. Mm-hmm. And for the girls, the breasts were cut up and in most cases, the body parts found teeth marks. So yeah, he pulled them off with his teeth. Mm. Mm-hmm. So more of a cannibalistic kind of guy. Yeah, there's a there's a Hannibal Lecter connection for sure, and that's yeah. If you and Dahmer for sure. Um, but maybe maybe. If you're going, you're gonna. If you're gonna go back into his origin, that's where the Hannibal Lecter. Will, one of the oh right, is. exactly. But the uh, 
the bodies were found near a train station bus and also a bus depot, etc. So we know whoever was doing this, these murders was someone who took public trans- transport often. And so since this is the Soviet Union communist Russia, the government controlled the media and did not allow any news to come out about any of this. And rumors were spread that black limousines took these children away. But with the absence of real media, these children disappeared and nobody knew they were gone. Mm. Which is kind of hard to believe because they have parents and stuff, but you know, that's what they said in the documentary anyway. anyway. Um, and uh, a... a man... Mm-hmm. What's that? It was it wasn't just kids, though. I mean, there was... Uh, he targeted a lot of adult, uh, adult women. Yeah, but they're talking about just the kids in general. The kids, in general, the kids though, just in general, they thought Black, black, black limousines took them away, and you know, took them away, and all this stuff. But oh, I don't know. The it's stole the children, right? That's their what they're saying. What may have happened, but it did not happen that way. Yeah. Um. Oh, it's over. Oh, we love Whoville. Thank you, everybody. Um, but uh, a manhunt is now underway. I just want to point out that it, it's Halloween in just a couple of days, so. It is weird. You're watching the Green Still Christmas. Well, I wanted to watch something that was, you know, um, very cheery. You know, just to offset all this yeah. madness. Well, I, I all I can say is I hope it I hope it's working. It it is. Well, we're not uh, done yet. now. Smells. What's that? Well, we're not done yet. Not done yet. Something else going on now. So I guess something else coming on. But uh, now. A manhunt is underway in Rostov, and police arrested anybody who looks suspicious, which I can't blame them for that, you know? Mm-hmm. But for eight years, suspect remained at large for eight years. No, Nobody knew who, who this guy was or who he was and, or anything like that or who she was. It was a girl, whatever. Well, but yeah. Yeah, I guess it could have been. You never know. You could have been a, a hefty girl, you know. I don't know. I feel like you I never... do know because I've been reading a lot about serial killers for the last year, and it's it's never yeah. a girl. It's never a girl. Well, there's 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 been some, but they're very rare, far between, though. Well, but there are not many girls that leave semen all over their victims. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's, that's true. true. Yes, but. Um, they placed a large amount of policemen to patrol the train stations and bus stations in Rostov in attempts to isolate the killer. And then in November, it paid off. Uh, police found a man emerging from the woods with blood on his cheek, <laughs> cut on his finger. The suspect washed his shoes and his coat and plain clothes, and in a, in a plain clothes investigator asked for his papers, and he and he said, "I am Andre Chikolito, a 54-year-old grandfather and loyal Communist Party member, and didn't have enough to hold him, but filed a report against him." 
So then, twenty four hours. There's yeah, go ahead. In the forest, like a few feet away, that he just walked out of with blood all over him. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, I, I well, I, I always try to put the police shit for being incompetent. Right. Deserve it in this case. Like more. Than exactly. Exactly. And, but just. 24 hours later, though, a passerby reported a reported a girl's body was found in the exact same location he was found the day before. Uh, hmm. okay, That's interesting. That's later. interesting. Hmm. Yes. So that same day, November 20th, 1990, Andre Chikatilo uh, was arrested in Rostov marketplace before that they saw him talking to a young boy that's when they made the move and made their arrest mm-hmm. and at the time of the arrest he suspected of 36 murders at the time but they had no witnesses no leads they needed to get a confession from him in order to get this you know solved down here and Russia law states you have 10 days to hold someone to get confession or else they walk free. So yeah, you can't torture a confession out of them in 10 days. Then you're, you have, then you're, yeah. <laughs> but the next, but one, one day later, November 21st, 1990, a psychologist, psychiatrist talks to the butcher of Rostov spent all day and night with him and Andre opened up to him and confessed his crimes as the police did not work they did not get their you know with the their interrogations and all that so yes he confessed to all murders and then he brought up 17 more to investigators he had mm-hmm. so Andre showed police how he killed his victims and how he sexually assaulted them um, then on December 7, 1990, they brought him to a local village and he showed them to shallow graves, unmarked graves. They found a child's body. And and now a little background on Mr. Andre Chikolito. He was born in 1936 in Ukraine and Stalin brought, Stalin brought down the Ukraine back then. And his mom told him that his brother was, quote, cannibalized because of the famine in the Ukraine. But that was hard to confirm. Um, but yeah. Andre was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Uh, they didn't keep very good records of their child cannibalism back then. But yeah, no. It was a rough time. Yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, a forced, forced famine is what made would make it mm-hmm. special. Usually famines are, you know, uh, natural disaster, or no, right. no crop yield or something or other. Uh, it's usually not something that people, some leader planned out, but. Yeah, exactly. Exception. It's rare. It's a rare exception. Yeah. And that's the, the Hannibal Lecter uh, connection I was talking about. And, uh, in yeah. book Hannibal, uh, it's uh, part of his how he came to be is uh, uh, 
basically the same thing that uh, allegedly happened to Chikatilo's brother happens to his sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy stuff, man. Craziness. Yeah, there's some um, pictures of it. Oh, I don't want to see those. Uh-uh. Um, but uh, Andre was traumatized by an assault on his mother. Um, he saw a German soldier rape his mother and his father was arrested by German soldiers. His dad came back in 1949. He was branded a traitor for Soviet government, which was fabrication. And um, <clears throat> Andre was a good-looking teenager, but he had performance issues in the bedroom, we'll say, uh, which ruined his courtships and which would which would um, want him and torture him the rest of his life. And by 1955, the butcher of Rostov was desperate to leave the Ukraine. This is before he was the butcher, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll just call him that. Which has, which has so many bad memories. So he got three college degrees. Mm-hmm. And then 1963, he married a woman whom his sister such an set himself up with because they didn't have any prospects uh, with the masturbate oh with the masturbation and insemination process they made two children um, back then and he worked as a communications technician mm-hmm. he was a quote good father and husband and in 1970 he took a job in a secondary school as a teacher, hoped to find hope, respect, but students dis- disrespected him as they would smoke in class. Yeah, well, not a good job to get if you're looking for respect is putting yourself in front of a bunch of freaking teenagers who don't give a fuck. <laughs> exactly. And with his sexual impotence, um, he was in enga- he was enraged when he saw young couples in love on the streets in the early 1970s he would secretly molest his students both male and female so there's that no then four years later 1974 he was fired from the school Uh, sexual allegations were revealed now documentary i watched youtube um said that the school should have taken more action on that and but but it is far to not say i'll take responsibility of our school of our you know of our boss and all that but um yeah well they did did the old catholic church trick they just kind of shuffled them around right pretty much yeah so speaking of that um he moved to a nearby town named shakti in russia found a new job teaching at Vacational School Number Thirty Three. He, secret, he secretly bought a three-bedroom shack on a quiet back street lane. Perfect setting for a murder house. And in 1978, he took a nine-year-old girl there and found her at a bus stop. He molested her, and then he stabbed her to death and dumped her in the river. Police found the body two days later. They found blood near his home, but he was not the lead suspect. 
Now, it takes a turn here for the worst, mm-hmm. this, this case, because he was a family man and Communist Party lead member. They didn't look into him. They looked at someone who has a rape history and he has spent time in jail. They got a guy, found him guilty, and put, was put to death mm-hmm. for his murder. And yeah. it's kind of sad, but still he's a rapist, so not really that sad. Right. Um, There's definitely sadder things. Exactly. Um, so he takes a two-year hiatus from killing. That's great. And quit his job, teaching job, took a job as a supply supervisor, spent time with his family. Mm-hmm. And then on September 3rd, 81, passing, li- passing the library, he found a 17-year-old girl, took her to the woods, stabbed her multiple times, savagely bit her. Then he would then um, spontaneously ejaculate onto the victim's body then would cut off pieces of the victim's body, removing the uterus and ate the uterus. He says it was so pink and springy. So this guy is um, out there. Yeah, he's kind of channeling Albert Fish a little bit. There. Uh, yeah. Not a, he talks yeah. about the, the cannibal. Or didn't he, he doesn't actually, not actually a cannibal because he doesn't actually eat any of these he's not eat, he, he he's not like, eat like he does not eat like a full body but he he does eat body parts like the uterus but um yes and on september 13th 84 uh they found six they found a six foot tall um as he was talking to men a man the the police found the police found this guy talking to many young women and they found him fondling a prostitute in a deserted station. They arrested him, and the man you guessed is Andre Chicolito, whatever his name is. Now, yeah, it's hard to say. Um, I'll say the butcher. Right, but I don't know. The butcher of Ross. Chicotillo, 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 yeah. He was carrying a black leather case, and the case was Vaseline ropes and knives, Hmm. which is known as a kill kit. Hmm. And as police interview him, they let him go because, guess, did you know why? Do you know why they let him go at this point? I do. It was a a really great practical joke from God. (laughs) Well, um, not quite, but. because he was a, a family man and a communist member. And they were looking for a younger man who's committed these 23 murders at this time. So then it was, like, it was like a young guy, but he's an older guy, you know. He's a grandpa. Um, yeah. And Russian police botched the sperm and blood samples from the victims as they lost all the evidence so he was free to kill again. Mm. They lost all the evidence they had against him. Lost all of it. Yeah, how do you lose the evidence from 20-something bodies? That's that's quite a lot. That's that's ridiculous. But there was the the practical joke thing that I was talking about. Yeah. Had plenty of uh, 
sperm samples at this point. But yeah, uh, and but because of uh, just a weird genetic thing, uh, the I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but basically he gave the he gave a sample of his stuff. I think uh, a blood sample. Yeah, and the blood types did not match up. Hmm. Oh wow! It was just uh, it just it was just a rare anomaly that uh, yeah. sometimes, but that eliminated him as a witness. I mean, as a yeah. uh, suspect, as a suspect, and he was free to go. Plus, also, yeah. what you were saying about the family man, and and probably more important than that, he uh, was a. Uh, communist card carrying loyal yeah which which is a which is a big thing and actually there's some really interesting things about the soviet society in there yeah and also in this documentary we watched the other night actually yesterday yesterday i think yesterday morning i watched it but um they said that um russia police back then that was a that was a common thing. They always bought. They always lost stuff. They lost things, and so that that was a huge thing they lost and all that back in that day. Right. But but um, the Russia resorted <laughs> vodka. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But Ru- Russia resorted to an American criminal technique, the psychological profile. Um. It came out to to be unsociable, very ill, sexual provisions, live alone or with a wife, but no sexual relations with wife. Hmm. But it took six years to find them. Yeah, it was a pretty good and profile, then, though. There was, there was, yeah, I think. Uh, I think. Yeah, I was making fun of the 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 Soviet police. There was there was one super cop though. I think, yeah, like one that was really. I, I think it was the the guy that uh, made the profile, and yeah, he was he nailed it. He sure did. And then uh, spring ninety two, Soviet Union crumbled, and this was the first huge trial post Soviet Union collapse. So on April fourteenth, nineteen ninety two. The public came out to get a glimpse of the killer. He was put in a cage in the courtroom for his own protection from victims' parents. And some parents rushed the cage to try to get in there, which I'm not really smart, but and all this other stuff. But um, the victims' range, ages ranged from age 9 to 45. Um, it took two days for the judge to read the indictments Mm. Um, on April 16th, 92 Andre addressed the court he rambled on for two hours he was robbed of of his genitals he did not plan to kill but he was driven to it and dropped his pants and exposed himself. Um, his his goal was to be found guilty as insane, to avoid the death penalty, which would mean bullet back to the head in Russia. Wait, if he's found insane? 
no, if he's found not insane. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 And the trial lasted six months. And he represented himself. So October 14th, 1992, he was found guilty, not insane. Mm-hmm. Then on February 15th, 94, two years after that, he was left. He was led to a private cell and was shot behind the right ear. And he left a note that said, perhaps my brain should be taken apart piece by piece and examined so there wouldn't be any other like me. Mm. And so that's final words basically from Alexander or from Andre, sorry, Andre. What's up, Andre? Uh, I mean, it's not a bad idea to to take a take a peek at his brain, whatever's left. Yeah, exactly. But that was uh, the story of Andre Chikatilo, Chikatilo, the butcher of Ro- Rostov, who is the most one of the still to this day is considered one of the most prolific killers of all time. Yeah, definitely one of the most yeah prolific and. Uh, I would say even shorter list for just the most absolutely curlingly savage way he, yeah. way he killed people. Exactly. It was gouging eyes, eating uteruses, um, that body people's necks off as like, oh, abdomens. It's, 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 it's gross. That's, yeah. It is very gross. The, the whole, the, the the chewing of the, the the genitals and things I almost feel like that's that's just something he said just because just to wind people up but it also yeah definitely could be true but I, to me, the, most, the most chilling part is just just the absolute amount of physical damage he did yeah. to these people while they were still alive while he was raping them mm-hmm. and uh, and it basically, basically, he was using their blood and fluids as a sort of like lubricant, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. What it's, I, what, it's I, what I what I what I found most disturbing of all of it, not that stuff, was like it's hard to masturbate pick. onto their bodies. That's well, very I, disturbing I, to me. The 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 whole act uh, was kind of like, because he was impotent, like, I, I believe he was completely, like, even while it yeah. was going on, he, he's not uh, becoming aroused, but he would ejaculate at some point in the process. Yeah. So the whole thing is kind of like, master. I don't know how you define it exactly. He kind of invented his own horrible thing. Yeah, and the documentary that I watched, it said that, um, like in his early twenties or whatever it was, like he never he would not get turned on now, but he, he gets tur- turned on by, by murder now. That's what gets him off is murder hmm. and people and killing is his is his vice now, you know. Yeah, and but really, yeah, refined. Yeah, like he. Yeah, I mean, he did it so many times. He he, he knew how to basically cause the, the maximum amount of physical damage to the person while keeping them alive. 
So, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Well, um, this has been probably an hour and forty-five minutes, I would say. Mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna guess, but um, it's it was definitely a a mixed bag of emotions. We got the Grinch and we got murders and stuff like that mixed in. I well, do want to end on a on a happy note, however. Mm-hmm. So, I've had three podcasts this weekend. Record three podcasts this weekend. So, I'm going to ask you the same stuff I asked mother two podcasts um, guests. See what your answers are to these questions. All right. Um, we have uh, three, six questions here. Um, called Food Corner. Um, are you more of a steak or lobster per uh, guy? Uh, uh, really, really neither. Both too expensive for me, but I mean, between the two, I guess. If there's no, if there's no cost, steak. If there's no cost. Steak sauce. Yeah. Yeah. I like. I love steak. I absolutely do. Um, lobster is good, but sometimes it's hard to op- it's hard to eat. It's work. Um, it, it's work to open up and everything. It's. I mean, crabs the same way. Crabs the same way too. Crabs the same thing. They have to open those up too. So. Uh, yeah, the same kind of beast. Mm. Yeah, it really is. But um, moving on to the next subject, we, yeah, I'm definitely with steak person as well. Um, uh, do you prefer beer or wine? Uh, definitely beer. Definitely beer. Yes. What's your go-to beer? Uh, let's see. Uh, when I switched. Uh, I like I like trying different craft beers yeah. and things and mm-hmm. nice beers, but generally I'm looking for a cheap beer and uh, yeah. just the good old PBR works for me. PBR, yeah. Well, speaking of cheap beer, I was over at Matt's last night for uh, movies and dinner and all that, mm-hmm. and I bought a 12 pack of Rainier. Hmm. It's actually pre- pretty good for what it is, for what it is. Not mm-hmm. bad. Um, yeah, and uh, we have next here is beef jerky or the Slim Jims. Isn't Slim Jim just kind of like a, a a bastardized version of beef jerky? Is it, is it, it's like a beef stick of some sort, of some sort. Yeah, turkey in stick form. I do all the time. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm a yeah big jerky fan. I love many different flavors of crave. That's the newest, the newest uh, beef jerky that uh, well that I've come across is uh, yeah the crave brand. Okay. Black cherry, very good. Black black cherry. Yeah. Sounds amazing. They've got yeah they've got all kinds. I mean. They're they're doing amazing things with with flavor these days, and but the, nice. the crave the crave jerky is so so tender and moist. It's, it's amazing. Mm. Okay, um, I haven't had beef jerky in a long time, but when I do have it, I always buy the um, ob- beef Alberto. I think it's Alberto yeah. beef. It's pretty good. But I, I might try the crave now. I might do you- check those. You just regular, or you get teriyaki or peppered. I've had 
all three, but I prefer teriyaki, I think, over the, yeah, but the I, three. Between the three, that's, uh, yeah, I probably like the teriyaki the most. But I really, yeah, some of the interesting new flavors they have out are, I, I eat a lot of beef jerky, really. Do you? I, I do. Yeah. That's amazing. I eat it at work, and I, it's, well, it's kind of expensive, but I've, I've decided, yeah. you know what? I work hard or I work yeah. right, so I'm going to just yeah. give myself all the beef jerky I want. There you go, man. That's awesome. I treat myself. Um, there you go. Treat, treat yourself. Uh, Reese's Cups or Snickers? Uh, sound like you said racist cups, and I know that's not what she oh, actually said. Re- Reese's, Reese's Cups. Reese's, Reese's. Reese's Cups, yes. Or Snickers. Yeah. Uh, that's a, yeah. That's that is kind of actually a tough one. Uh, I guess. Is it? Uh, maybe Snickers. Maybe Snickers, huh? Snickers is a little bit more complex. It's got, it's yeah. got you know like the three elements, whereas Reese's Cups is just the two elements. Yeah. But I really enjoy both of them. I I had to. True. You know, I'm I, I yeah. back and forth on that maybe. I'm gonna yeah. Snickers, yeah, Snickers. Yeah, hey, Snickers. My mom, my mom loves Snickers. Um, but myself, I love Reese's cups. I buy them every. I buy Reese's pieces cups for my people at work all the time, yeah. and myself as well. Yeah, big old bag of them. But yeah, I love yeah. Reese's cups. What's that? All right. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um. So. Uh. Yeah, so I, I was saying that I, I buy the big bags of Reese's, uh, Reese's those, those the mini cups, like in the four star mm-hmm. bag you get at Safeway, or whatever. It's a huge bag yeah. of, of those Reese's cups. Oh, they're a hit. I also buy the gummy bears too. Gummy bears as well. I do like when they when they're on sale for like five dollars for the huge bag. Those are pretty good. I was gonna $5. say it's, it's good that they're for the giant bags. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a good deal. Where is this at? Safeway. Sometimes uh, they're sometimes they're five bucks. They're usually like mm. eight or nine or fourteen. Up, uh, they might go up that high. What is that like? Whole Foods prices? I don't know. Oh no, that's where I'm at. Uh, Safeway. That's where I get mine. Fourteen dollars. Uh, is it the Black Forest brand? Or... Oh, oh, oh! You mean gummy bears? Yeah, they're they're five bucks, five dollars. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you're talking about the Reese's. Hey, so have you tried the yeah. white chocolate Reese's? I have not. There, I I do like I like those a lot. Ooh, amazing. Okay, I'll check check those out. Um, now we have nachos or onion rings. What do you th- What do you take there? Um, uh, again. Big fan of both, but I, I go with the nachos just because there's a, okay. just same reason. Just there's just a lot more there, a lot more yeah. stuff, a lot more variety. Yeah, um, I do like nachos. I really do. Um, however, I am I love onion rings. I had some tonight from Zips earlier earlier tonight. But I will say this: I do not like. The, the nachos that have the runny fake cheese on top that's nasty that's nasty but the the gas station kind yeah those 
can be good with uh, yeah. intoxication, but melted cheese is the best though. Melted cheese on it, that's the best. Mm-hmm. But also, I have thing for you before we go is prefer zips or Dick's hamburgers. You know, I think I've only eaten Dick's hamburgers like yeah two or three times in my whole life. Yeah. But I've been to Zips many times, so definitely, yep. definitely prefer Zips. Yes, we agree on that. We I had Zips for lunch today, and I had the Boss Burger with onion rings and a banana cream shake, and yeah. it was delicious. And it was delicious. Your um, tub of fries is fantastic as well. Oh, I I didn't have that. I had onion ring. Uh, yeah, but tub of fries yeah, is yeah, a lot. So you, go for the, you go for the rings. That's onion nice. rings for sure, and they're good onion rings. Onion rings too. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you think Burger King has the worst onion rings? Yeah, they're 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 not great. I'll say that. They're yeah, they aren't bad, but they're not to my standard. No. Um, if you want good onion rings, you go to Red Robin, really good, or or the Onion, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they, called they the onion. Enormous, just in <laughs> terms of size alone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, any thoughts? Final thoughts going into oh, to wrap, wrap this whole thing up between the Grinch, the murders, the food. Final thoughts on all and everything you want to talk about. Uh, all right. Well, I did think of I, I was praising it very highly earlier. I, I I would say the one thing that's bad about uh, the book Blood Meridian because I've been yeah. flipping through it and reading it and stuff just lately uh, getting ready for this and I yeah. also just bought Red Dead Redemption 2 the other day mm. so which is a, a, a western themed oh, okay. so I'm naturally kind of comparing the two in my mind and it's a really unfair comparison Yeah, but Red Dead Redemption 2 does come out not looking really good in the comparison. So mm-hmm. that's probably the worst thing about Blood Meridian is that it can kind of wreck playing Red Dead Redemption 2 for you. Mm. A very specific uh, thing that maybe is only affecting me. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, besides that, it's all good. <laughs> all right. Well, we learned that – what I learned today in this podcast is that I, you don't learn anything from – the Salem, Salem, Salem witch trials. Nothing was learned. That's right. But we can't shut up about it. That's right. That's right. I learned that your guy was very mysterious and very sick. Um, I also learned that um, my guy, my guys, Adam, Adam Lane Ray, mm-hmm. was very was very disturbed in the in the mind. Yeah. And uh, kind of a dumbass as well at the end there. Mm-hmm. And I learned that Andre is a sick buck. And um, yeah, that's what I learned on this podcast tonight. He's still the he's still the, the the king of the Russian serial killers, but and there are a lot of big ones. But I, I hopefully yeah. he'll never be topped. Well, that's the hope. I mean, some of them actually come kind of close, though. It's really, yeah. I don't know, maybe we talk about the, the, the Terminator and 
the guy with the teeth. Mm. He was well. He was, but he's not still not that bad. And yeah, then of not... course there's, there's more cannibals. Yeah, I read about a few more since the last time we talked about Russian cannibals. Oh, did you? Yeah. It's it might I don't know maybe it goes back to the what you're talking about with the Stalin and the forced famine. It's just because something yeah. got into the the national character. Yeah. For that region and. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. Russian collusion, man. Let's just end it there. <laughs> yeah. Russian collusion conclusion. Um, anyways, thanks for coming on the podcast. It's probably going to be almost two hours now. So um, thanks for coming on. We'll talk to you again next time. And hopefully I'll see you on Wednesday. Oh, yes. No, Friday. Oh. Sorry, Friday. Friday. Yes. Yeah. Coming Friday. right up. Yes, sir. Mm, for the, for the birthday hungry. celebration. Awesome. And in the meantime, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. Oh. Woo.